You're listening to The Quarantine Season, Episode 141, recorded on September 8th, 2020, live from Austin, Texas, with hosts Becky Jo Neal and Kim Stacy. Our musical guest is Andrea Young. But first, our show is possible thanks to our patrons and sponsors. Join our community to get exclusive access to content, merch, your own spotlight, and more for as little as $1 a month. Your support helps us continue to showcase local artists. Sign up at CIMP.live. That's CIMP.live. Thank you for supporting local live music. And remember, to give the podcast a five-star rating, every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. And now, brought to you by Music First Hand and their live music booking app, here's comedians interviewing musicians. And welcome to Comedians Interviewing Musicians, uh, presented by the amazing Music First Hand. I am just Becky Jo. Uh, Kim's obviously not here. Uh, she's unfortunately sick, so please, please, please send all the good vibes uh, towards Miss Kimmy so she can feel better and be with us next week. Uh, we are joined today with the wonderful and talented Andrea Young, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's where you all clap at home. Thank you yeah. for joining us, Andrea. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. No, thank you for making time. Um, she is a newbie to the show. We've been interviewing a lot of alumni lately, but it's lovely to have some new blood in the house. So thank you again. Uh, how have you been coping in isolation? What have you been doing to stay busy? Um, it was probably pretty dark there towards the beginning of quarantine um, when everything was completely shut down, but tried to make the best of it and I've really been playing a lot of music and um, watching a lot of TV and going on some walks. So that's going on like a daily walk was pretty much my my favorite part about quarantine um, for the, the good, you know, first four months of it. Yeah, just getting outside, doing something yep. with your body. Exactly. Exactly. That makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of TV were you binging? Oh man, I rewatched The Office and Parks and Rec probably for like the fourth time um, as my kind of like, you know, everyday shows that you keep on throughout the day when you don't have anything going on. And then uh, at night I tried to watch some more action-y type stuff. Uh, recently just finished The Umbrella Academy, which is cheesy, but so good. Yeah, I've watched a couple episodes of it. It's definitely cheese, but I... That British guy is in a really cheesy, very, very similar version of that called The Misfits. It's on Hulu. Okay. Widely recommend it. Uh, It's really, really good. Uh, But he's in that, so I kind of want to give it another chance just because it's him. But the monkey, I can't get over the CGI monkey. The second the monkey showed up on the show, uh, my boyfriend and I looked at each other and we were like, what are we doing? And then you think, is this a kid's show? But then it's totally not a kid's show because there's lots of violence, like extreme violence and um, and some, you know, adult stuff that I was like, this isn't a kid's show, but the monkey is kind of weird. And <laughs> um, But it's, it's really well made, I will say. For being like mega cheesy and there being lots of cheesy stuff about it, it's pretty well made. Other than that, I've been watching um, some Seinfeld getting into that I've never watched Seinfeld growing up so yeah yeah. and uh let's see what else um yeah just some other some other like action stuff like Peaky Blinders which is a really good um gangster tv show on BBC that's pretty pretty cool I'm always down for the BBC at any time Mm -hmm. British do it better when it comes to acting that's uh for damn sure (laughs) <laughs> I know um, you've, you've been playing like virtual shows. I know you had been at the Republic for a second. Are you still mm-hmm. doing social yeah. shows? Yeah, the Republic's actually um, a really, really great steakhouse um, about an hour, hour and some change uh, down the road towards Houston. And I've been playing there for about five years now and took a really, really long break around COVID, uh, or the start of it, I guess, in March. And then he started having me back um, just like a month ago. So they've been kind of easing back into the having people in their 
establishment and he wanted to try and get live music back in there as soon as possible just because it's important to the owner Wade to have live music and um, the community I think really appreciated it too so yeah I'm actually there once a week on Wednesdays and I love it it's just a really cool jazzy kind of chill vibe I love that well I hope yeah. okay if you can't you can't make it out uh, here in between here in Houston you can uh, Chris has pinned in the comments uh, Andrea's PayPal so you can help support her in that way uh, as, as speaking of support we'd like to say thank you to our patrons who do support us uh, we have Gerald Bailey of Gerald Bailey Cooks uh, Jake Farr Jake Farr Guitar Studios um, if you need some guitar lessons please hit them up Ashley Weber Yoga if you need to get stretchy there's Share Tea and Waffles if you need to get a new house during quarantine ShareTeaSells.com will help you out um, there's also the Wallens. They are uh, good patrons and alumni of the show. If you haven't checked out their interviews, we've interviewed them several times. Check it out. Um, Debbie Stanley, for all of your house concert needs, uh, virtual house concerts too, uh, <laughs> Debbie Stanley, and as well as New Standard Manufacturing. They make all of our merch. If you are having a good time tonight and you're enjoying yourself, consider buying a T-shirt from New Standard Manufacturing. Uh, we have them on sale at our website, and if you become a patron, there are certain tiers that allow you to get a t-shirt. So, and they're very, very, very soft. Uh, it's very true. Uh, and if you guys have questions tonight, our viewers watching, please comment below with them. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we can ask Andrea uh, all of your weird questions. I mean, not all of them. Don't get, I just asked Facebook to get weird. It was a terrible idea. But if you're having a good time, please tip Andrea. Uh, would you guys like to hear some music? Yes, that's where they're all clapping. Uh, so let's please give it up for Andrea Young, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm going to start it off with, um, this is going to be my first single off of my record that I will be uh, going into the studio this week to start recording. I'm going to record about five songs and release them hopefully sometime next month. So this one's called Heart Turns Stone. Now don't you try to tell me to be the one to put you back together like a bird you keep flying south but you can't seem to feel this cold, cold weather All along I think we both knew That something was wrong That something was you Something was wrong 
song that something was you. so much uh, for just joining us. This is Andrea Young on Comedians Interviewing Musicians presented by Music First Hand. Um, thank you again for being here. Uh, and thanks people watching. We appreciate you being here. I am normally jo uh, joined by my incredibly hilarious and super lovely co-host Kim Stacy. Um, she does, in my opinion, the best Instagram stalking. She finds the creepiest shit. Also, if anyone... I don't know how Chris will, this edit will look. If I look like I have a scar across my eye, like some sort of weird Disney villain, I about knocked myself out today moving shit in my parents' garage and I straight up lanced my eyelid. So don't judge me, we're over here getting Disney scars. Um, one of the, Kim's questions, on Instagram you mention or quote Mean Girls a lot, the classic film, uh, which I believe just turned 15. Oh gosh, that makes me feel old. Or 18. It turned, yeah. She's a whole ass uh, child. Adult <laughs> Grown ass adult. Um, <laughs> which character are you mo most like and who would you want to spend the day at the mall with? Which character do I feel like I am most like? Um, yes. Probably Gretchen. Love it. Or, I mean, maybe Janice. She's pretty cool. I definitely, in high school, feel like I was trying to be more Janice, the, like kind of the rebel. Um, but I think I'm pretty gullible, so I'm a lot like Gretchen, too. <laughs> and uh, it's, like, it's pretty pretty good because it's a good, are you a Gemini? Are we, are we talking dramatic? I like that. I like the yeah. vibe. Yeah. I'm actually, did you say Gemini? Yeah. No, I'm an Aries, but. Fair. But I, I'm. Yeah, I, I have a lot of different personalities, I feel like. See, I feel like um, I also want to be a Janice, but I'm probably just uh, a Damien. Yeah, Damien's great. I was going to say, he'd be the one I want to go to the mall with, I think, because he seems oh, like yeah. he would really, really cheer you on when you're trying on clothes. Like he And he would be honest if something didn't look good on you, and that's what I need sometimes. That's how I feel about Karen. I like, I like people that are too dumb to be mean. You know, like, I feel like Karen would be like, yeah, that uh, does look good. And it makes your love handles look really pronounced. Like she would mean it in all sincerity, but not mean it in, in me, you know, yeah. being mean. like, oh, thank you, Karen. I'm never burning this skirt and this building down. Yeah. She's too I, dumb. Yeah. yeah. Too dumb to lie. Yeah. yeah. 
Can't do it. Just impossible. Yeah. I wonder. I want if you're watching this, who would you be? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to know. <laughs> you were Jessica Rabbit last year for Halloween. One, excellent execution of the costume. You looked great. Yeah. Uh, two, who are you going to be Thank this you. year? Or is it a secret? Um, it's not really a secret, but I'm kind of in between a couple of characters. Uh, I love Jessica Rabbit. I've been wanting to do that character for so long. So I'm glad I finally like bit the bullet and did it. Um, I'm between wanting to be Lorraine from Seinfeld and Lilu from The Fifth Element. Cute. Not the super slutty costume. Her like slightly less slutty, the one with the like spenders, not the really slutty bear costume. But yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with the Oh yeah, I, uh, <laughs> one of my pre-quarantine side hustles was an Alamo Drafthouse uh, movie party host. I have definitely worn oh. the very slutty Lilo costume. I, however, one, if you, if, this is a message to anyone who wants to be sexy Lilo for Halloween. Please do it. No one's telling you not to. I grew up in the Midwest where Halloween was yep. cold all the time. So when I moved to Austin and I realized I could get away with wearing a sexy Halloween costume because it wasn't going to be 30 degrees, yep. I was like, bring it on. I want yep. duct tape. I want fishnets. I want Leg Avenue shitty pantyhose. Yes, the cheapest ones to find. <laughs> yep. At Cindy's or wherever. I <laughs> but I think also uh, when I first hosted Fifth Element, I think I just did um, Bruce Willis drag. I just wore oh, like an orange. I want my boyfriend to do yeah, Bruce like, Willis. Uh, I'm like, be, he's a blonde. I'm like, just be Bruce Willis. Like your hair's a little bit more thick than his was in that movie. But like, let's do this. Let's do this group costume thing. <laughs> oh, that would be legit. Yeah. Or he could be sexy Lilo. That's true. We could we could do a, a flip flop. Mm -hmm. His sister did that last year with her husband, and they flip flopped roles for uh, Dorothy and uh, and the witch. I guess what not. It's not really a flip flop. They're both women, but um, her husband was Dorothy, and she did the Wicked Witch of the of the West or the East or whatever. That's so cute. I yeah, it was funny. That's funny. Oh, Kim's got okay. You've been lucky enough to see quite a few concerts at the House of Blues. Which was your favorite? Ooh, I want to say my favorite. So I have some good memories of some like good progressive rock bands that I saw in my in my younger adolescence. Um, Sprague and Benjamin was a great one, but I think honestly, if I had to say my favorite in the last few years it would have been city and color they were amazing oh cool yeah actually so. i really well because i saw your post from the ann berlin show and i was like oh my god she was a baby emo kid too yeah ann berlin was so good live too like that was a great show i always tell people if you were ever an emo kid like i i actually am a really bad person to be hosting this show for as many years as i've been doing it because I purposely do not go see my favorite musicians live because I have had my favorite music ruined to me by their own fucking selves. And I, yeah. I get so mad that I'm going to get them on a drunk night or them on a pissed off night. Yeah. And I get so nervous. But if you have a chance to go see your old emo high school favorite bands, mm -hmm. absolutely go do it. Yeah, if they're even still playing... Or if you're a high school student right now and you like emo bands, go see them right now before you, Amen. you know, it's not too cool. Like, you don't have to be cool. You don't have to be into whatever the cool kids are into. Just, like, go see what you like. No, I think I went to go see, as an adult, I had an opportunity to see, well, I was, like, freshman in college, an opportunity to see Slipknot, Trivium, and Coheed in the same show. Oh, Coheed. Oh, dang. Nice. And I was like, I have never in my life, would I ever buy a ticket to go see Slipknot? Well, yeah. I really, I was, I'm not a huge fan of Trivium, but Slipknot and Coheed and Cambria, I was like, hell yeah. yeah. And it was one of the yeah. best shows I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. I think I saw, 
I, I kind of had a little short middle stint probably at the end of high school, like early, like freshman college kind of age. And I saw, who was it? Um, oh my gosh, I just went blank on their name. It'll come to me in a minute. But you would know them if, if you know, like Slipknot, you would know who they are. And I just completely blinked on the uh, Kill Switch Engage. That's who it was. Oh, hell yeah. Pretty, oh, I've seen Kill Switch before. Good. I saw yeah. Kill Switch Engage with Scary Kids Scaring Kids in nice. Kansas. And Scary Kids for the children who think Skrillex is just EDM. No, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. They were sitting in a pizza place in Lawrence that's like, this is a college town outside of Kansas City where KU is, whatever, irrelevant. It was the only <laughs> hip place in Kansas. Liars. Uh, it's where the rich kids who thought they were into good music lived. Oh. But there was a pizza place across the street and they were all in there like eating one night and I was like violently, I think I was pretty sure I was violently stoned in this pizza place. And they showed up and I was just like, they are in this building and I about had a pain attack, but no one in there cared. And I was like, you guys are all poser assholes. No one knows. Turns out I think they were not in there. I was like, just violently high. Oh and no. McIntyre, so you were really stoned. <laughs> yeah, you were like, just, that's him. It turned out to be like some, you know, blockbuster kid. Uh, oh, God damn it. I do this every time. I always, always leave out one of our sponsors every single time. And it's sometimes Brian Wolf. And I don't know why I forget Brian Wolf. Andrew, if you don't know Brian Wolf, fun, fantastic individual. Uh, two, incredible musician. Three, just a total sweetheart. He works um, with uh, kids in a new groove. Uh, he's really a very special person. Please follow and support Brian's Patreon. He's a good Judy. As well as all of the people who support us. You're all peaches. I'm sorry, I am. <laughs> it's blame it on the wine. I have no response. Uh, yes, Andy McIntyre, City in Color is excellent. Music first hand, Dr. Andy McIntyre is in the building. Thank you for joining us. Also a great episode for people who are new to the show. Um, we saw that Kim had a question similar to this we both have the same. We always, we either match each other on accident, color-wise, hair-wise, earring-wise, or we we have the same questions, and we did it twice tonight. Nice. Uh, right as the pandemic hit, we started posting a cover a day video challenge on Instagram. What was your favorite cover you posted, and who would be your dream famous musician to cover one of your songs? Oh, wow, cool. That's a good, really good question. Um, yeah, the, the cover a day was so hard, but it was really fun. Um... My favorite one that I did, it was probably between uh, the cover I did of Destiny's Child, Say My Name. Ooh. The theme that day was like, play a song from your childhood. And I, I just remember jamming Destiny's Child, like being really young, like with my sisters, just, jam just jamming and my friends all the time. And then, um, so I really liked the version I came up with that for that song. And then I also really liked uh, the Tom Petty uh, running down a dream because I'd never covered that one before. And um, I decided to cover it and I really loved it. My dream, can they, can they be dead or do they have to be alive? No, there's no rules. Okay. No rules. Okay. Um, hmm. Man, that's so, that is the hardest question. I think I might even, yeah. Cause it, Okay. Okay. I'm going to stop rambling. Well, have you wrote anything that was like in the style of someone you were thinking of that you'd be like, oh, well, someone should, I'd love to do okay. it with somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely have a couple of songs on piano that I'm like, oh, this person would do this really, really well, or I'd love to hear. I think I'd love to hear either Adele or Lady Gaga sing a couple of songs that I've written on my piano. And obviously that's like, you know. That is what it is. But um, if I had to pick someone to cover uh, one of my just acoustic songs, I'd say Tom Petty, if I could pick someone who's not li living, because I love him. Oh, you had me at Gaga all day. Yeah. Man, uh, she's so good. <laughs> uh, it's actually really funny, because I, I think if nobody knows this, she has a jazz album with Tony Bennett that is one of the best albums yep. that has been released in the last 20 years. It is... Talk about two of the best singers on the planet. Yeah. She's crazy good. Some people really discredit pop. Pop. 
pop music. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> it's very weird, but I think, yeah. I mean, I think there's certain, there's, I, I wouldn't even say it's justified. I think in all genres of music, there are people that I'm like, why the fuck are you famous? But yep. you can't clock. I mean, if you're really going to pretend like people like bad pop musicians, like technically Elton John is. Yeah. Or Prince. Prince. Everyone's like, Prince, Prince, Prince. And I'm like, Prince is a pop artist. Like, yeah, pop, rock, rock, pop, rock. He's, pop he's is a, a generous rock and pop artist. Yeah, the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles were one of the biggest pop bands in the entire world and probably still are. Oh, undoubtedly. I think it's yeah. just, <laughs> that movie that came out where the kid, like, everyone woke up and didn't know who the Beatles were or whatever. Yeah. My dad and I got into just like, well, what if this really did? I mean, like, let's just think what, how different the world would actually be if it there really were no Beatles. Yep. Yep. I thought it was bizarre. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. I hope that's okay. But um, I thought it was really interesting that they were like, oh, and then John Lennon's alive because they never got famous. I'm like, oh, like, but the trade-off though, because like, we wouldn't have gotten his music. Like, oh, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, obviously, if I wish he could be alive right now. That would totally suck, you know, to say like, oh, he died for a reason. But yeah, it would. The world would be definitely different. Imagine. Nope, that was a bad joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on that note, let's hear a couple of more songs from Andrea Young. If you're having a good time, please tip her on uh, PayPal down there. And if you're having a double good time, join us on Patreon, like Jeff Plankenhorn did a couple of weeks ago because he is a chef's kiss sweetie. If you don't know Jeff Plankenhorn, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like we're in a, I'm ordering a mortadella sandwich. Please, everyone, love and subscribe on Jeff Plankenhorn, but also us. And please enjoy a couple of songs from Andrea Young. Okay. So this next one is, um, this one's going to be going on, on a, a project that is TBD. Um, it's going to be a little bit more kind of what I would consider jazz focused. I wouldn't really call this jazz, but um, I like to say it's got more of a jazz vibe to it. It's a song I wrote a few years back. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a pretty straightforward love song.
So that's just a, a love song. I think it's, um, I haven't really titled it. It's kind of one of those that you sit on for a minute. I think I'm going to title it, uh, Could This Be? Actually, fun fact, that's the first um, somewhat happy love song that I've ever written. Pretty much every other one involving love or relationships have been kind of on the uh, less happy side <laughs> or more of the angsty side, I should say. Um, so let's do another one. I'm going to do another one that's going on the record, actually, this record coming up. So this one is called... Um, why am I blanking on the own names of my songs? I think it's because I'm kind of in that process where I'm trying to decide on the names. Um, it'll come to me, but this one's about um, when someone treats you wrong and uh, you're just telling them kindly, like, leave. So it's called uh, Leave the Way You Came. There it is. I don't break so easily And now the demons you tried to hide Are coming back for you They're coming back for you
All right. Hi. Welcome back. Uh, everybody, we are here with Andrea Young on Communities and Reading Musicians. Uh, I just got some set Cap City comedy after 35 years of its m monstrous reign of uh, bringing comedy to Austin is shutting down due to COVID. No so way. It is a really hard hit for the comedy community in Austin and a huge reminder to support as many venues and artists as you can right now. I'm trying my best not to cry. There have been over a hundred venues that have shut down in Austin during this pandemic and so many artists that are struggling right now. So please um, support as much as you possibly can. That's what we do. That's the whole main purpose of what we do here on this show is to bring different kinds of artists together and help promote each other and the city that we love to perform in. So please take the time to support your local musician or your local venue today, tomorrow, ever. Tip Andrew Young on PayPal. It's, we all have to get through this shit together and we might as well do it making each other laugh and showing each other a good time through music. So yes. Help yeah, support and love everybody. On a very happy note, Kim Stacy is fully obsessed with you. She is watching from home. Aww. Uh, she says your power duet should be with Sarah Bareilles and that you should oh. play Jenna in The Waitress, which I could not agree with more. Oh yeah, The Waitress, yeah, yeah. Do I, you act at all? Um, I did a lot of acting growing up because it was a way to get to sing. So I've, I've been yes. Annie and uh, I've done a few uh, theater Broadway productions and I, I teach music as well. So I'm pretty familiar with lots of different Broadway. So I should totally check out The Waitress. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Oh, the She Used to Be Mine song is the super famous number from it. Okay. You would cover the shit out of that song. Really? Uh, okay. Ooh, okay. so beautiful. There's like two and a half octaves in there, but it is, woo, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Cool. Um, I would like to ask what Kim has one more really, really great uh, Instagram stocky question before we get into my lovely, creepy pumpkin spice quiz. Uh, <laughs> Kim would like to know if you have any fun student teacher stories from being a music teacher. Hmm. Um, good ones. Yeah, probably a lot. Um, I don't know if it's anything like if I, if I really dug, I could probably think of some pretty like goofy or embarrassing things, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that to my kiddos. So <laughs> I'll try to keep it light. Um, yeah, I have a lot of, I, I teach a lot of adults. I have a lot of children, but I, I think my favorite demographic would be like young adult, teen, high school age into um, adults. And some of my adults that I've been teaching for four or more years are trying to start careers of their own, or even if it's just part-time, kind of like to do it as a passion, but some of them are just getting really, really good. So I think it's just a proud moment to really see, to go and, and um, I'll host occasionally when things are normal, I would host um, a small little uh, kind of recital for them and get, getting to see them perform in front of people and doing well and getting their confidence boosted in music um, I think that's really what keeps me doing it, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, I love it. Well, uh, Brian Wolf says you'd be a great mentor for kids in a new group. So oh. you want to mentor some kids and some music. <laughs> I mean, I'm never opposed to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have several alumni that are king mentors and all it's just, it looks to be super rewarding and they do really, really great work for people in this community. And yeah. Brian, scalp her ass. Okay, so we are going to do this pumpkin spice quiz. Uh, today is the first official day of fall. I can't wait. Uh, I'm ready. I know. Sweater weather. Um, so I have some silly fall adjacent, some pumpkin spicy, some Halloween-y, you know, uh, weird questions. Uh, which children's story is the first recorded mention of the word pumpkin would it be um, Charlie Brown? Oh, no, this is like old. Old, 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 old? Not old, 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 but like it was made into a Disney film. Okay. Made into a Disney film. Pumpkin. Children's, you said children's cartoon or just children's film? Well, it's a children's story that was written and then turned into an animated Disney film. 
Hmm. Couple of times, actually. Hmm. Now I feel silly because I can't. I don't know. I'm blanking. What is it? It seems so obvious because, like, when I say Cinderella, you're like, oh, oh. The pumpkin. I always forget about this, the pumpkin in the carriage and the, yeah, okay. Apparently, it's the first time the word pumpkin was oh. used. It, uh, the, at the time, the term for the gourd was uh, los, it was like los gordes or something. And it oh. was, I'm saying that, like, it's Spanish, but it's not, it was French. And the, it translated to pompion. Oh. Not Papillon, but Pompeon, and they said pumpkin in Cinderella. I'm not quite sure why, maybe for children. I don't know, but that's the first yeah. time anyone used the word pumpkin. Interesting. I did not know that. Thank you, Cinderella. Right. Um, the original jack-o'-lanterns were made with potatoes and turnips hmm. by, which, by people from which European nation? If you think about it hard enough, potatoes and turnips. European nation? For as a hint, the English, the Brits used beets. <laughs> so it's not the British people. It's, is it the Irish? Uh-huh. Potatoes, oh. come through my Irish heritage. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm Scotch-Irish, and if I get this wrong and it is Irish, I'm going to feel really silly. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes, the Irish invented the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, uh, yeah cool. I love it. Um, also, I did learn that, like, the fastest carved jack-o'-lantern in history you had to carve like two eyes and nose and a mouth the guy did it in like 16 seconds fucking freak oh, <laughs> impressive freak yeah um, Ooh, guess how many pounds of pumpkin are produced in the united states every year oh gosh i'm sure it's some insane astronomical number. it's insane like 500 billion i'm just 1.5 billion pounds oh, of pumpkin every year i was halfway there <laughs> which is funny because half um actually the percentage of people buying actual pumpkins yeah. has gone down since yeah. the birth of pumpkin spiced things mm, yeah people get their pumpkin fix they're like oh, i'll just go to starbucks for it thanks right isn't that weird to think like oh i can just get a pumpkin spice pop tart i don't need to get a real ass pumpkin or even if you think about it, like, they make the pumpkin in the can now, and it's like, you can make pumpkin pie so easy, you don't need a real pumpkin. It's, like, no. way too much maintenance. I feel like most parents just did the pumpkin carving for pumpkin seeds and pumpkin guts for pie just to distract the child for an hour. Yeah. Like, this. <laughs> yeah, and that's maybe how it started. It was just a big distraction. It's kind of a very uh, early child-rearing child tactic here's a knife and a dangerous gourd go at it uh okay which u.s state produces 95 percent of the u.s's pumpkins mm. who has the most pumpkins it's got to be somewhere in like the midwest right mm -hmm. mm. you right there uh, i don't know i don't know illinois i don't know what 95 percent also 80% of the pumpkins grown in the United States, 80% of them yeah. are only available in October. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to, I guess. I know that sounds, it makes me, it makes me sound dumb. It's like, yes, Rebecca, when are pumpkin patches a thing? Yes, of course. But it blows my mind that there, that it's only one month a year that we get this random ass fruit. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah. Well, when you think of like seasonally, how, Vegetables come, vegetables and fruits come and grow and go. Some of them do go really fast. So, right? It seems odd. It uh, is kind of odd, though. <laughs> ooh, oh yes, I did see this. I this isn't a question, but it was a fact about pumpkin spice lattes that I found to be a little bit. I didn't. I didn't believe it. Um, According to CNBC in 2019, just 8% of pumpkin spice latte customers buy the drink three or more times during the offered time. According to NPD data, it's considerably more common for pumpkin spice latte lovers to buy the indulgent drink just one time. About 72% of customers do this, while about a fifth buy it no more than twice a week. 
So why the hell does the world, okay, if that is truly how little people actually go and get pumpkin spice lattes, why is it a global phenomenon? Uh, It's, I think it's become, it's become something that people can make fun of a demographic for. Right? Like, that's what makes me laugh is like, it's the most American thing to make fun of something that you know, 72% of the world doesn't overindulge in and pretend that they indulge in it. Well, and it's also, it's also the companies to the advertising and everything. They like advertise it. Like it's this huge, huge, huge thing. I mean, if that's, if those are the real numbers, we're just getting the advertisements pushed on us. So then people are like, should I go buy one? I don't know. I mean, it's everywhere. Also, it makes me think, is this like when your doctor asks how many alcoholic beverages a week you have and you say three and that's, that's three an hour on a Wednesday. That's like, I, is that the survey? Like, when you go to the doctor, that's the survey. Those are the numbers that they're using. Right. Statistics. How many pumpkin spice lattes do you have in a week? And then you Google it and find out that there's almost 400 calories and almost 80 carbs in one. And you're like, yeah. I have one. I just have one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just sip one that a friend or my one of my sisters has probably once a year. <laughs> that's enough for me. I'm like, that's enough. That's a lot. I mean. It's just pumpkin pie spice in a latte can. Also, to be called like the full harvest latte or something, and I think they just thought it sounded too much like a Panera salad, and you're like, no, we'll do pumpkin spice. Yeah. Um, Ooh, how many pumpkin spice lattes were sold at Starbucks as of 2018? Ooh, ooh. So up until the point where it first was birthed. Yeah, it was like 2014 to 2018. Okay, so four years. Oh, I bet it was, was it another ridiculous number like billion in the billions? It's in the millions this time. Okay, in the millions. I'm going to say like 385 million. You're, see, I think maybe this is why we believe everyone loves it. It's only 200 million. Oh, I was way off. Oh, <laughs> Andy McIntyre gets 60 million, 600 million, very close. Brian Wolf said, did anybody really want pumpkin spice Cheerios? Did anybody ask for those? That's what I'm no saying. No one asked. Yeah, it's like, it's this, It's just a bunch of like people being like, I don't know, marketers taking advantage of the season or whatever. <laughs> um, okay, this one's a fall movie question. Uh, what movie did Leonardo DiCaprio turn down a leading role in for What's Eating Gilbert Grape? He turned down a movie role. He turned down this movie to do What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, my gosh. And it is like a Halloween fall-time classic. Fall-time classic. Is it, like, specifically, like, a Disney movie, or it was not a Disney movie? It's not Disney, but it's (laughs) damn close. It's it's not Hocus Pocus, is it? Yeah, he turned down uh, the, the role of the older brother. Oh, the older brother, yeah. And then that kid never did anything else ever. <laughs> never did a thing. Honestly, uh, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, in all, in all honesty, I don't think What's Eating Gilbert Grape aged that well. Um, yeah. It's, it's almost as bad as our president mocking a reporter. It's pretty bad <laughs> as far as ableist. But it's still like a kind of a classic, though. Like, it's still like everyone knows it. Like, more everyone. people probably know that movie than know Hocus Pocus. But a lot of people know Hocus Pocus. Actually, I'm, I'm going to ask the people who are watching right now, would you rather, is Hocus Pocus your go-to Halloween movie, or do I you will. like What's Eating Gilbert? I grew up on What's, What's Eating Gilbert Grape was like the first movie I remember seeing as a kid that I was like, this is cinema. <laughs> I was this like, is this is it. a movie. I want to be about this. <laughs> I want to be an actor like he go. is. I want to push boundaries. Um, okay, uh, which famous actor is actually the Michael Myers mask, but painted white. The- Hold on, I know this. I just heard this recently. Hold on. Um, is it uh, uh, from Ghost? Why, did, why can I not think of anyone's name? The actor from Ghost? No. No, it's uh, William Shatner. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. They, there, are rumors, there are rumors that, uh, that the production... Uh, the production designer showed up with two masks. One was an evil clown and the other one was William Shatner, specifically yeah. as Captain Kirk. As Captain Kirk, yeah, that was that was what I heard. And the rumor the rumor the one the two stories that I keep finding are one that he turned it inside out. Oh and then and the other rumor is that he painted it white. Right. All white. Creepy. I don't know which one it was, but either way it was the Shat. 
I mean, it was also cheap, so they made it work. Exactly. Oh, see, Andy McIntyre says, what's eating over grape was good. Uh, Leo did push the characterization a bit, but he was awful young then. You know what? I think that's true. He was literally a teenager. Yeah. Got to give him some credit there. He'd only been what, Growing Pains at that point? Or maybe was what's eating Gilbert Gregg before Growing Pains? I don't know. I know, right? Oh, Kim says Hocus Pocus is Disney. I'm an idiot. I didn't realize Hocus Pocus owned Disney. I should have known that. I feel like that's where I saw it growing up was like on Disney channel i don't even know how i forgot to mention this but kim stacy my my co-host is actually in a pumpkin spice poopery commercial i yes. completely forgot about this we're gonna post it in the comments yes she's so funny but she's literally i'm not gonna spoiler alert she chugs a bunch of pumpkin spice and it's great oh um, my gosh i gotta i gotta go watch that later okay so my second to last question is the most popular halloween candy do you know it can you guess it Comment below if you know what the most popular Halloween candy is. Am I supposed to guess it right now? Yes. What are, um, what are your predictions? I mean, candy corn is up there. But I feel like it's the most popular just because it only gets bought one time a year. But no one likes right. candy corn. I, don't I mean, it's awful. I, candy corn is definitely, it's like Swedish fish, you know, like no one really likes it. But people eat it anyway. I would Listen, say candy I love corn. Swedish fish, but I would never eat a candy corn. I don't know why. Or maybe Reese's. Would Reese's be like the most popular Halloween candy? It's not bad. Andy McIntyre says footlong Snickers. It's actually Skittles. Skittles? Huh. No, no. I don't know if I ever really like remember getting a high abundance of Skittles, but apparently this is a cumulative list that's like over the last decade. The most popularly huh. bought. Yeah. I don't know if it's because they have... Oh, yeah, Jonathan, uh, Kim's boyfriend, says candy corn equals two barfing emojis. That is exactly yeah, what it, it is. Yeah, totally does. You eat it, and you're like, you eat the first one, and you're kind of like, this is, before you can even think, this isn't that bad, you are, like, spitting it out. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what is, why is it disintegrating okay. in my mouth? Actually, uh, candy corn used to be called chicken feed. Oh, I guess it kind of does look like chicken feed, sort of, because they just eat. Yeah, like, that's, well, that was the point that you, like, right? It's like, oh, it's chicken feed. Yeah. But, like, no kid was like, hey, do you want to go to the store and get some chicken feed? Chicken feed? No. Yeah. They've lucked out with beaver nuggets. Um, okay. What is, this is the last question. What do you think was the most popular dog costume in 2019? Hmm. 2019. Bet you it was, like, a shark. My dog was a shark that year. Uh, no, it was a pumpkin a pumpkin how unoriginal yeah. i thought is human wise that year it was it the scary clown everyone yeah. was it last year. yeah uh wouldn't you think you'd see some scary dog costumes like some little georgie dogs or like a dog dressed as a paper boat i mean or even something funny like i love the little costumes where they have the feet and it looks like they're like and then they run by yeah those are hilarious but a pumpkin how boring a pumpkin. So dumb. Yes. Uh, uh, Brian Wolf says, Skittles, I demand a recount. I honestly do, too. Maybe they're counting yeah. it because they're counting individual Skittles. That's what I was they're... thinking, too. Like, people are just giving one Skittle per kid. They're rigging it. All right, well, that is my pumpkin spice quiz, and it is officially time for us to hear one last song from Andrea. But um, before we do that and come back to the closer, want to say thank you again to all of the people watching if you have a last minute question you want to ask uh andrea before we get out of here um comment below and we will ask it in the final interview so give it up one more time for andrea young ladies and gentlemen thank you all right cool um i'm gonna do one more that is going on my five track ep um then i am going into the studio to record this week actually um, with a good friend of mine. Uh, it's called um, Take It As It Comes.
try to keep these eyes on the setting sun Don't look too close and don't close too long Do you ever wanna run? Take it as it God, sorry, my dog walked across my whole board. That was terrifying. Hello, welcome back. Uh, this is Andrea Young on Comedians and Musicians. I posted a Kim's Poopery video in the comments, so you yes. are most welcome to view. If you had an awesome time tonight, please consider joining our Patreon uh, patronage. Uh, we depend on it really to get to do this every week and help showcase all the artists in your community that we are trying so desperately to keep alive. Uh, and if you have a, an excellent time with Andrea, please find the pinned comment and tip them on PayPal. Uh, that is how we can help continue to support one another. And we really appreciate every ounce of time and money and comment that you guys have spent and, and pressed enter for. So thank you for all that. Andrea, thank you for being here. We really appreciate you taking time. Thanks for having me, Becky Joe. It was fun. Absolutely. Thank you again. And we're gonna film some uh, exclusive content here uh, for a hot second, but if you want to see it, join our Patreon and you can check that shit out. Maybe you'll even get a t-shirt. Who knows? Uh, you're an adult. Do you? Uh, <laughs> Andrea, where can people follow you, like you, subscribe to you on the internet? Yeah, um, it's pretty easy. Pretty much every social media handle is just my first name and last name, Andrea Young, and then music. So I'm on Instagram at Andrea Young Music. I'm also on Facebook, just Andrea Young Music, and then I have a website, andreayoungmusic.com. I also have um, my band with my boyfriend. We kind of co-front a band called The Wicked River Band, and you can find us at The Wicked River Band on Instagram, and we're about to drop uh, a couple of singles soon, too, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations. Thanks. And uh, look out, she's about to get into the studio this week, so look out for an EP coming out very soon. Uh, and keep posting on that. So follow Andrea on all those things and you'll be able to stay tuned. <laughs> uh, thanks again. Okay, bye y'all. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>Okay, head over to CIMP.live and get your bonus videos, photos, merch, and more. And remember, give the podcast a five-star rating. Every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. Find all the full videos and past podcasts at musicfirsthand.live. Thanks for listening. See you next time.